Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you are African American, start getting your mammograms earlier than 40. When I mentioned it to her, I was like, man, they say I got to get ultrasound. And I'm thinking that is the last thing I'm thinking of, that it could possibly be breast cancer. You don't really focus on the recovery part. Mm -hmm. Because there is a recovery. It's it's a difference between rest and recovery. Like you rest and you start feeling good, but there's still also a mental piece that I feel like goes into that recovery piece Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't focus on. And just say, I can't let you move back in this house like this. And initially I'm like, what you mean? Ain't nothing wrong with my house. You know, it's like, she was like, no, nothing's wrong with your house. She said, but it's not, it's not peaceful. And she was like, I still feel like the grieving spirit in your house. So this house needs to be cleaned out. Welcome back to Mama's on the Move 2.0, episode number two. I am Keisha and I am Brandy. So um, this episode is something that is near and dear to both of us. Um, I hope that people leave our episode um, encouraged, enlightened, educated some. And um, I think most of all encouraged. And I think that I shared a lot in my my journey videos. So I don't have to go into a whole, whole lot of detail details. People know I, I was diagnosed in, on Good Friday 2022 and you were I was diagnosed May 9th 2023 this year right so Mm -hmm. another thing that kind of bonds us yeah it's this has been kind of weird though right I know a little different it's weird because you and I will have a lunch date you know dinner date we will come in a dress in the same color scheme (laughs) exactly we I mean very similar like it is weird it is it's very bizarre yeah because literally we can we did a photo shoot back in 2021 yes. and we did not talk to each other about what either of us were wearing at all. Cause we were planning to relaunch back then, September, 2021 or yes. something. Yes. We did two or three. Outfit we did three changes. looks and literally we had the exact same colors and, and style for each look. It was crazy. It was crazy. One was a, they didn't, she didn't tell us our photographer didn't tell us what to wear. She no. said, come as you are. Right. One was a, um, you know, a cheetah kind of right animal print, animal type print. Thing. yeah. Which yeah. we didn't talk about. We did Both not of talk us brought about an animal print. Yep. We also brought like a a nude kind of yep. or, or beige earth tone. Earth, yep. earth tone. Mm-hmm. And the other one was the pink. Was the pink, which is your favorite color? That yeah. that that. What do you call that color? Pink. Nude, you're wearing blush. It, that blush. Yeah. And we had that, which I don't even really like blush. Yeah. Because you had you, it you, that day. You, yeah, and I had it. So we were. So it's just weird the way so many things in our lives have been like that. And now we can count breast cancer survivors, survivors. Yeah. Um, as that as well. And um, 
my journey was was long and arduous because I by not getting that mammogram in 2021 I didn't get it in 2020 I'm sorry because of the year of the pandemic and I didn't get it until the bottom of 2021 like right before Christmas I feel like that is what my cancer progressed more which caused me from having so I had to have a double mastectomy. Mm. And so from that, then three months later, it was the reconstruction. And then three months after that, or maybe it wasn't quite three months, and I had a hip replacement. Because mm. I, I don't know if most people know I was walking with a, my limp became more, more and more severe over like the last couple of years or whatever. And so it was, a 2022 was a long year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a long year. But what I hope people get out of us is, again, just the same thing it's kind of like always been, is that you just kind of have to keep going. Yeah. But that there are lessons in, in, in everything that we go through. I, I don't want people to discount the importance of, of what you get um, when, when, when life happens. You know what I mean? Because like you said, you've transitioned from seven days a week, all the ways on, working, 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 to what you said in episode one is a softer life for you now. So, yes, I was diagnosed um, May of this year, and um, – Started out by, I got a mammogram in February, mm-hmm. and they said my breast tissue was dense so that they wanted me to get an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we always defer to Renee, who's our, you know, mm-hmm. in-house mm-hmm. doctor slash PA. <laughs> right. So when I when I mentioned it to her, I was like, man, they said I got to get ultrasound. And I'm thinking, I'm that is the last thing I'm thinking of, right, that it could possibly be breast cancer. But she said, oh, no, a lot of black women have breast, have dense this, breast yep, tissue. I learned that So as that's well. very, very common. So she said, you have nothing to worry about. So, okay, I go and get my ultrasound. My ultrasound comes back, and they said, oh, well, we want you to get now an MRI. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, just extra precaution. So then I get the MRI, and they say, oh, the MRI reveals that we now need to get a biopsy. Mm-hmm. So I'm still not thinking it could be that. I'm just thinking they're taking extra precaution, mm-hmm. which is – I mm-hmm. guess good, right? Mm-hmm. So the biopsy then revealed, I got the biopsy on May 8th. They said that it would take a week to get the results, mm-hmm. right? I get a my chart message the very next next day. Mm-hmm. The my chart message has terminology that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I take a screenshot and I'm I'm in between showings. I take a screenshot, I send it to uh Renee mm-hmm. and I send it to our other line sister who is an Obigani, a KC. And I said, does this mean I'm good? Mm-hmm. I sent them a message. I said, does this mean I'm good? Mm-hmm. KC called me immediately. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, Brandy. Um, you have DCIS in C2. Um, and so um, so I had stage. It was the earliest stage. If there's a poster child of somebody that should get cancer, it would be me. Because it was the earliest stage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it had not spread. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was in, in my limp, in my, um, breast tissue. Mm-hmm. So, um, at that point we had to figure out what the next steps were. I had to meet with a breast specialist and an oncologist and, um, and I, it was determined that I needed to get a lumpectomy and reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. So, um, I got the lumpectomy in July and reconstructive surgery and, um, and this what? September. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was a two month healing process and pretty much stepping away from my business and, um, and just doing some soul searching and just recovery. And it's so funny because we had this conversation, Keisha, where when you start feeling good, Mm -hmm. you just think, okay, let me just start back doing what I normally do. Mm -hmm. But 
you don't really focus on the recovery part because mm-hmm. there is a recovery. It's, it's, it's a difference between rest and recovery. Like you rest and you start feeling good, but there's still also a mental piece that I feel like goes into that recovery piece mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't focus on. Mm-hmm. And I was just so in like, oh, I got to get back to it mode that I feel like I was kind of jumping a gun and doing things a little too soon. Mm-hmm. And, and it made me kind of revamp and like, okay, what do you want your life to look like? Mm-hmm. You don't like, you have to take this for what it is. Like you, there's no history of breast cancer in your family. Right. So, you know, you lead a very stressful lifestyle mm-hmm. between running a super high demanding, crazy business. You know, you, you're married, you have a big family, which is also demanding. Like, how are you going to make some changes coming out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, are, are you going to go right back into what you were doing before? And so I had to really kind of evaluate that and, and say, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to make some changes. I'm not going to work weekends. My weekends are my own. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to pull back on taking calls after a certain hour. I'm going to focus on doing things that I know bring me joy and, and bring me a sense of peace and gratitude, which is gardening and focusing on my home. So I've been doing a lot of that. And I think that pulling back has also allowed me to be like, you know what? You don't have to, like, it's okay to transition to a different, to be in a different space. Like what you were in 2022, you know, the top dog, the big agent, like it's okay to shift to to doing, to being who you are in this season. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a different person in this season. Mm -hmm. So I'm exploring other opportunities. You know, what we're doing and and bringing back Mamas on a Move, I Mm -hmm. feel like is essential and important for us. It's important for other women. Um, But also feel like, you know what, this is what we owed ourselves, Mm -hmm. which we committed to years and years ago, which Mm -hmm. we said, you know what, God connected us for a reason. And I feel like, okay, it's part of what, he wants his will for our lives. I feel like this is a part of it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like this is, that's going to give me more time to even focus on this. Mm -hmm. If I pull back from other things, because at the end of the day, we are still, we're, we're, you are Keisha and I'm Brandy. And, and if we don't devote more time to focusing on our health and wellness, then who are we to anybody else? Right. Right. We got to put ourselves, we got to put ourselves first. first. And and that's what, that's, that was the biggest aha for me in all of this is to pull back and just kind of do mm-hmm. things a little different in this in this new season. I think for me it was because my I, I I was um, I moved in with Angie and Dutch in May of last year, and I was there until the week before Thanksgiving. So I had a couple of little times where I came back to get more stuff or whatever. But I think that one. Um, one was we have to be fiscally responsible because mm-hmm. I had no idea that I would have to be out of work like that. Yeah. Um, two, and I and I didn't miss a beat, thank God, yeah. you know, financially. And two, you have to be in service to others because yeah. you never know. And not because you're going to need somebody to help you, but I had made so many deposits that I was never short on help That's right. and support. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I had made enough deposits into other people. So I think that's an important message that I want people to understand too. And lastly, I feel like, okay, this is another thing. Okay. God, what is it that you trying to tell me? Cause mm-hmm. you done already tested me a whole lot of times. Yeah. And I feel like, I kind of want to not take no more tests like this, Mm -hmm. you know, but let me tell you what I feel like was like a real aha moment for me. So one day Angie and I came over here Well, it was two. One was when we were in the kitchen and I still had the drains and all this stuff. And I talked about it in, I think the second episode, I mean, I'm pardon me, my second um, video that I dropped, but we were in the kitchen like one o'clock in the morning. 
and I was still in a lot of pain because I was probably three weeks out of the double mastectomy. And I was telling her I was going to go home. It was time for me to go home. And she looked at me and she said, well, you grown. Ain't nothing I can, you know, but let me tell you a story. So she goes on to tell me the story about how she, you know, she grew up with her auntie and they was really into the church and so on and so forth. And the way she, she came to something that said the way they are kind of like they church, 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 but I feel like I control my life, Mm. not God. Mm. So she had a, time where she didn't believe in God and I was shocked I was like what what and she said yeah she said I did she said and everything I wanted and I put I set a goal I achieved it so for in my mind I felt like I was you know this is what she's saying in control of things she said until God took my whole family Mm. and you know Kim who was y'all's you know your sorrow you and Renee's from down in Georgia what happened with Kim and then her mom died not long after that from cancer Mm because just this loss and the grief of her child she just never recovered from that and um, she, Miss Minka said, Miss Minka was her mother's name. Cause mm-hmm. I know you think about my niece Minka, but Minka was her mother's name. And she told her that, you know, let me go. And I told, and Angie said, so I'm sharing that story with you to say, you have gone through a lot. She was like, we all acknowledge you've been through a lot, but it's clear that God is trying to tell you something. It's a message he's trying to get to you. And until you receive it and honor what he's trying to tell you, he's just gonna keep upping the ante in your life. Mm. And so that was like the big, that was like, okay, okay. And the second one was when she came here one time for me to get some clothes. No, it was time for me to move back. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'm good. Miss 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 Vilma was still coming to clean. And Angie said, I can't let you move back in this house like this. And initially, I'm like, what you mean? Ain't nothing wrong with my house. You know, it's like she was like, no, nothing's wrong with your house, she said. But it's not, it's not peaceful. And it's not, I don't feel happiness when I come in your home. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still offended. Like, well, what you saying, Angie? Like, what, you, what do you mean? And she was like, your house is still, I still feel like the grieving spirit in your house. Mm. He said, this house needs to be cleaned out. And so I'm kind of like, okay, so so she took charge, got the organizer over and everything like that. So the first day was hard because she was trying to throw away all Daryl's stuff. And all of his clothes and stuff had been gone, but it was like, I didn't even realize how much of his stuff was still here. And my mama's. And so she, you know, it took about two weeks because it was very emotional for me to tell Angie to take the story. She said one time she pulled out some CDs, some DVDs, and I was like, no, no, you put that back. You know, she said, she was like, okay, I'm putting them back over here. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize that, you know, with all love and respect, having all of that energy from people who are no longer here Mm -hmm. in my home was blocking what God had for me. And even the way the, the sofas were at the time, they were... They were this way. So it was blocking anything that may have tried to come in my home that was people. And when I tell you, that's what made me, that encouraged me to redo the living room, dining room, stuff like that. But it was like, that happened in November. The first guy that I dated briefly, I met in January. And then I met my guy that I'm dating now, right after that, like in March. But I truly believe there were channels opened up when I cleared out the old it made room for the new. I really believe that. And I could not see that living in this house. So even though I, it was very drastic, you know, having to, and and, and to have somebody that loves you enough to let you live with them for that amount of time. And you came to visit, you know how loving they are and supportive and just, just good people. But me trying to come home and twice she was like, I'm just not at peace with you leaving right now. Mm. I'm just not at peace. I don't feel like, and then when she came here in the same way, the person I had a meeting with a couple of weeks ago said, I could only receive that from you. 
I think I can only receive that from Angie because yeah. I know her heart. We go back to sixth grade. Yeah. And I just know how she's just – her and Dutch are just special people. They They're are. just special people. And if you I, – I wish that everybody could have an Angie and a Dutch. But they loved – I mean, I'm telling you, like, she prayed over the pillow I was going to sleep on mm. for weeks before I got there. She prayed and asked our mothers to come together in the helping of – the healing of me like it was just Jeez. and we were sitting on the patio which you know that's where I always sat for hours a day sat on the patio and when me and Angie sat there when I first got there maybe the like, like day three the first couple of days you're just kind of out of it a red bird just came and sat right in front of me and Angie and stayed on the balcony and I was like I, it's got to be our mom oh, like that's yeah. what we felt and we both just kind of got like but it was just that whole thing the whole experience of you know I had to put pride aside because yeah. I had to have help, Yeah, you know? And so I think those were my two aha moments. It's just like community, family, family. Cause I believe God, I, I know for sure God sends you your people. Yeah. So that's why I always tell people like, you know, some people like, well, I don't have a mom. My mom wasn't here. My, God will send you another mother. It may not be the one who gave birth to you, but yeah. he, if that person is not able to be there for you the way that you deserve, yeah. He will send you your people. I firmly believe that. But you also have to make deposits. Yeah. We got a lot of wide receivers out there. I'm learning football because mm-hmm. Brian loves football. So we got a lot of wide receivers out there. <laughs> That's a good analogy. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of people who love to catch, but they ain't never throwing. That's mm. the back guy. Yeah, the quarterback. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guy. we need like we that. need more. Yeah, we need we need more wide receivers. We got a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. Quarterback throw. Yeah. And what a gift. What a gift. Angie and Dutch were to you Mm -hmm. and you know and your tribe you know you always make mention of your tribe Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful to be a part of that tribe Mm -hmm. and um you know it was we we would have a time over there oh yeah you know coming a good time yeah we we would have some great times yeah and I'm you know and I'm also I feel like this experience this experience for me it put I've been on like a little joy cloud Mm -hmm. And, and my joy cloud comes from just being Grateful, one, for the fact that it was caught so early. Mm -hmm. Grateful, two, for my support system. Mm -hmm. My husband was right there. Mm -hmm. My mother was right there. You know, every day she came over. Thank God my mama lives in our backyard, Mm -hmm. right? So how beautiful was that set up? You know, my husband had to work. So she well, well, like, y'all built her a house. We don't make a, a house. She has a tight house. Know, right? She don't live in the backyard. Like, let, listen, okay, Brandy, ain't, you know them lifetime. It ain't no lifetime movie stuff going on. Excuse you know me. what I mean? It let ain't me no clarify. lifetime. Movie. <laughs> let me clarify. My husband built my mama a house in our backyard. Okay, right. she has a tiny house in our backyard. So she lives, you know, just a few feet away. She came over every morning, help you know, feed me, change my drains, mm-hmm. all that stuff. My husband would help too, and you know. Just to just to feel loved and supported, mm-hmm. you know, and not only by them, by mm-hmm. my children, by my my friends, mm-hmm. you know, y'all were just y'all were there. Mm-hmm. They y'all came over the night before and prayed mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you just I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be in a position to have that kind of a support system because I don't know what it looks like to not. I'm, I'm yeah. afraid, like for a woman who doesn't oh. who's facing something. That's life altering. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't have the right support system? Yeah. And as I'm learning, you know, as I'm getting into this journey and connecting with people, like through the Susan G. Coleman Foundation, mm-hmm. you know, there are people who don't have the resources and support that they need. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, even learning that 45 percent that Black women have a 45 percent chance, higher chance of, of dying from breast cancer mm-hmm. than our white counterparts. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, and it's simply because of a lack of 
economics, economics, is one of it. Yeah. and re- but the thing mm-hmm. is, if they are, if, if there's more awareness surrounding it, yes, there are resources available. There are, you know, for women who can't, who think they can't afford to go and get a mammogram, mm-hmm. there are free resources out there Mm -hmm. but they just don't know you know and a lot of times it's fear like i've had a lot of women as i'm sure you have um, i had one to text me yesterday dm me yesterday i went and got my mammogram i just wanted to let you know and everything is good you know because they they you know when you see people same thing i said about my widowhood journey when i saw you it encouraged me when they see you see women that look like you it gives you more encouragement inspiration information to know that it's okay um um, one of the things i and i learned this because angie was my caregiver throughout she went to every doctor's appointment with me um, and about six weeks in, the lady said, oh, y'all still, you, you still here with her. And I said, well, where is she supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, you would be surprised. She yeah. said, I have patients that try to have to Uber home. Mm-hmm. I said, after having a double mistake, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I said, just like you said, even the emotional, like the science took care of the healing. Yeah. But it was God and my my family, my circle, my tribe. And started with, because you, cause you imagine you are empty nesters. They have this fabulous condo that I sold yeah, them overlooking yes. the city. And all of a sudden, here I come. <laughs> and I never thought when I sold in that house, you know, that I would have to be there. And I mean, it up, it, ups, it, it, it changes your household when people live with you. Oh, yeah, you does. know, but they never made me feel like I wasn't unwelcome. Mm. And, and, you know, I was calling them mom and dad. And, you know, they, they, they even said, they'd be like, the baby, the baby this, the baby that. It was so funny. Like, you know. They are hilarious. They are hilarious. They are so funny. Yes. So, you know, um, you know, even the other day I called them. I said, defects been searching around because y'all ain't checked on y'all baby. <laughs> baby out here just living life, doing everything. The grown baby. The grown baby. <laughs> but I, 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 I it, it saddened me. Like, I'm more emotional because I'm in menopause. That's yeah. a whole nother subject. Oh, I'm perimenopause, oh, so we there. girl. Yeah. So it's like that hurt my heart to know that they're to think about, you know, my brother was right there. Like yeah. when I woke up, my brother was in, in the bed in the room sleep, yeah. like with me. Like I never was left alone. And I cannot imagine a woman having to go home and try to figure this out. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So it's like there, there's something in my mind that I'm working on for that because I just – it's just in America. Yeah. It's just just it's just crazy to me. But you're right. There are a lot of resources, and a lot of women don't want to go because they don't want to know. Yeah. It's like that comedian said a long time ago. It ain't being sick to kill you. It's finding out you got it. Say that. Yeah, a lot because the stress. Because remember that weight period we talked oh, about. Yeah. But see, yours came. Now, see, I don't like the fact that they sent in my oh, chart. I think that it, is it so horrible. cold. Like was, that is was, cold, cold, cold. My doctor horrible. would never. And they said they said you might get the my chart before you get the call. But, but why would you set it up that I way? That is so inhumane And I, and I to me. asked Renee about that. I said, Renee, but she said that's how the system is now. Well, that might be their system, but Dr. Jennifer Amerson, girl, I'm going to give you a shot because, baby, she called me. It was her daddy's 90th birthday, and when she got their results, she wasn't even in the office. Thank you, Dr. Emerson, for having the just the kindness to still have that human touch. No shade against, you know, because no, that's true, obviously, yeah. but but I just think Dr. Emerson was going that extra step of the way. That's my girl. She called me. And that, that's the way it should be, Keisha. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I was at this point where I got my biopsy through Emory. Mm-hmm. And at the time, you know, my, so I, it was, I was not being seen by a breast doctor at the time. I was just being seen by my, um, OB. my OB. Mm-hmm. That's so, but, yeah. but yeah, but the call should have come from my OB. Mm. It, I mean, cause no, no. Who did you get your call from? I got mine from my breast specialist, Dr. Amerson. A breast specialist. Yeah. But see, I guess because I wasn't. I was just at the biopsy stage, so I hadn't been assigned. You know, they didn't. It wasn't determined that I had it 
Well, so when I, because remember, I had to get two. I had two of everything, two biopsies, yeah, two MRIs. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, they did tell me that, you know, they, they, but they still didn't tell me over the phone. They brought me in and then they referred me to Dr. Amerson. Mm. They never said, but I knew then I'm like, so when I got to Dr. Amerson, she was like some of the images I want to do. I want, basically she wanted to do everything within her office. So yeah. she made me get in and I sat in her office and cried. Like I can't go through this again. Yeah. I just went through this and it took so long because remember the timing of mine was right before Christmas. Right. So it was like two, cause I was we calling you. Yeah. We, we, were, we were in Houston. It, yep. Exactly. When well, we were in Houston call. when we found out he, I had to do a double, the, the, remember? That's right, that's and right. I just broke down like, yeah. okay, I go from having a lumpectomy to not that to having a lumpectomy. Now I got a bilateral, now I have to have a double. Yeah. So I would remember, and I'm, you were asking, y'all were there, yeah, because yeah, I just broke down like, I just can't take like, one more yeah. thing, like one more thing. But I think because she may be, but I'm telling you, that's a standard because another girlfriend of mine went to her. They call. Yeah, well, you know, that is a standard that I feel like that should be, that should be the standard. I agree. Unfortunately, it's not, and kudos to your doctor but that mm -hmm. should be the standard because I, agree. I found out in between showings okay on an email on an email and i had to show up to this property because my client was waiting on me and i'm like wtf you know yeah. i'm like wtf and i also had to just tell them i said you know what i just got a, a phone call i got this an emergency situation i have to kind of deal with mm -hmm. and i left and my husband came and met me Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we, you know, I had my little moment in the car and, um, and we talked it through, but I'm like, that ain't no way to find out. I agree. That I ain't no way, to, way find to find out. out. Not through an email, but that takes away that, that to me means that, and I know it's, it's unfortunate because now I've learned so many women are having breast cancer. Yeah. Like cancer. Period, yeah. You know, and people that have no history of it too. Right. So it's like, now, yeah. you know, if your mother had it, if your auntie had it, yeah. if you know what's in your family, that's one thing. But to not have any history of it, like, what is it? Yeah. Is it, is it the food environment? It's is a, it it's food? food. It's lifestyle? All, I think it's all of the above. I think it's environment. I think it's food. I think it's stress. I think it's, a, I think it's all of the above. I don't know why it's saying like black people, we always be more privy to get the stuff that ain't good for you. Why we don't get more well? Because we right? black, like they do. Cause they, ooh. anyway, anyway, um, so I started out what they thought I was going to have to have, you, you can kind of speak to that because you actually had it. I yeah, didn't have so a I had a lumpectomy is where they remove the breast tissue that has that's cancerous. Right, okay. So they go in and remove the breast tissue that's cancerous, but in doing that, they have to rearrange just to right. make sure because they're taking a huge lump of tissue out. Mm -hmm. They have to make sure both breasts are going to be even, you mm -hmm. know. Symmetrical. So they have to do yeah. the reconstructive part. Mm -hmm. So so that's where... Um, um, and at, at the stage that I was at, you know, you don't necessarily, um, they suggest a lumpectomy, of course, and to reconstruct, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but they, I wasn't at the stage where they would, because it hadn't spread, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. it, it was still, and, and, and I'm even getting still familiar with the, you have to learn yeah. so much, you mm -hmm. learn so much, but the, um, um, because it was just in my ducts, mm -hmm. in my, in my ducts. So it didn't, um, it hadn't spread. So they could just focus on that one area. And then from my pathology report, because after you have the surgery, they send it off right. so that it can be screened and evaluated. So there's this, there's this test that they do. It's called Decision RT. The The test tells you your likelihood of reoccurrence. Of reoccurrence. So they say if your scores are under a certain number, mm -hmm. then you pretty much are in a great position. Mm -hmm. That score was a three. So if you're under a three, then your likelihood of reoccurrence is very little. Mm -hmm. My score was a 2.2. Mm -hmm. So what that meant was 
the percentage. So, because initially they said that I was going to have to get radiation. radiation. Right. So I was going to have to go through four to six weeks of radiation, which I was not looking forward to. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, I didn't even know this. There's a difference between radiation and chemo. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, mm -hmm. and, but I didn't know that. There's mm -hmm. a rate. So, so, uh, so radiation is where you go in the, um, you know, they, they pretty much radiate that area mm -hmm. where the cancer was. And it's like a 15, 20 minute process. And I would have had to have done that every day, five days a week for four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. So that's what they or predicted before my surgery. Mm -hmm. After my surgery, which is why I give praises to God, because I was praying that, that I would not, you know, that, that my scores would be low. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they were, mm -hmm. I got the call that they were 2.2. I went in and saw my oncologist. And he gave me the option because they still say, okay, you could do five days of radiation based mm -hmm. on where your, your scores came in. Mm -hmm. But they gave me the percentages. The percentage for me was I have a 4% chance of reoccurrence if I, do, if I don't do the um, radiation. Mm -hmm. I have a 5% chance of reoccurrence if I do the radiation. Mm -hmm. So it's a 1% chance. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm going to roll the dice. Mm -hmm. I'm going to roll the dice on that. So I didn't want to have to go through the um, the radiation. And I said, you know what? I serve a good God. I intend on making some lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to just stand on that. Okay. So um, so I didn't I didn't do the radiation. Yeah, I had the double mastectomy. It's supposed to be a lumpectomy initially. And then they told me I would have to have a bilateral because it was more than the initial biopsy then when she did the no i'm sorry the first biopsy i knew i was gonna have to have a bilateral yeah the second biopsy showed me that there was some over here so that's when she said you need to just do the double because i did the double i didn't have to have radiation yeah so i was grateful that i didn't have to have radiation but um so that's kind of like our words <laughs> terminology to educate people yeah. um you know but the best case scenario obviously is to stay current with your mammograms yes. and i am encouraging i i'm saying this for my own like my advice if you are african-american start getting your mammograms earlier than 40. okay i know that's what the masses are saying but y'all gotta know when they do these charts these charts are not based on African-Americans. Right. They're based on the majority, which is white people, yeah. right? So even down to BMIs, now I'm probably getting into a little something else because I'm a bigger girl, okay? But, you know, those charts will have you thinking you about to die because it's like, oh, your body fat percentage, your BMI, you need this, that, and other. But it's like you're not taking into any of the things that make up my DNA, mm -hmm. my ancestors. My grandmama had such and such big bones right right mm -hmm. and i know some of it is more than bones okay <laughs> i can own it i like biscuits i had some biscuits with syrup and popeyes just the other night i had a hankering and some red beans right but the point i'm making is those charts are not designed to, they're not about us as a majority so i'm encouraging strongly black women to start to start getting a mammograms i would say 30 i'm yeah. serious like if not early literally keisha's little cousin was 22 she died mm. of breast cancer a few months ago mm. 22 and there was no history yeah. So it's like you can't, I wouldn't necessarily, but it, 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 you have to do it. You just have to. And y'all think about what, I mean, we live in a different day and age. You know, just Please, the environment. Yeah. yeah. You know, our the food that we're eating. You know, unless you're growing your own fruits and vegetables, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what kind of chemicals they're putting in there. We don't. And the fact that so many people, like, have cancer now oh, yeah. is an indication that there's this something. Is, oh, there's it's something in the design. food and water here. Okay? But not only that, um... Um, what would you say? You said there, there, there's what, what would you say? Because it was something I was going to tag on. You said there is an indication that there is a, something bigger. Something bigger. Yeah. yeah. The, the um, food, water, the food, yeah. social, I mean, uh, 
environment, stress. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm not only I also got um, high blood pressure. Was diagnosed with high blood pressure last year, mm -hmm. and I can absolutely now. I there that is some genetic you know genetic to that too my, my both of my parents have it mm -hmm. but they didn't get it until they were a little older mm -hmm. like I got it in my 40s she right the job. but I my, I look Career. at my lifestyle yeah like oh my god my lifestyle this Half stressful sleeping. demanding job mm -hmm. you know again my commitment with my family mm -hmm. raising young adults like that's stress mm -hmm. it's stress so we have to find a way to incorporate more health and wellness into whether it's you know now I walk, I walk more. I walk with my dog. Y'all know my dog, Beanie. Shout mm -hmm. out to Beanie. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I walk more with her more often, you know, um, and I'm going to, I got to work my way. I'm a former athlete, but I don't do all the stuff I used to do. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a desire to, to mm -hmm. work out at that level, but I do want to incorporate getting my heart rate up enough to where I know it makes a difference. Right. Right. Drinking more water, um, drinking less. Mm -hmm. We're in an industry where mm -hmm. that was Stretch. our go-to, honey. Yep. We would meet at Houston's two, three times a week mm -hmm. and we're going to have some cocktails yeah right another thing i cut back significantly. i had to cut back yeah. i had to cut back my drinking if you uh -huh. read and i researched more and more the once you get a diagnosis like this you're gonna learn some stuff right so i just read re, started reading that you know alcohol alcohol consumption too much of it mm -hmm. it's just it's just not good for you mm -hmm. and and as realtors we turn to that we can't we can't turn to that as much as we mm -hmm. do it can't mm -hmm. be our crutch mm -hmm. and um and even I, I learned that my birth control pills that i was taking um, I could no longer take those anymore, mm -hmm. you know, so because they, um, my, the type of cancer I had was, uh, it was hormone, it was hormone receptor it's positive, positive right. mm -hmm. hormone receptor positive. So I can't take anything hormonal now. So I had to change. I had to get an IUD. Ooh, girl. Yeah. You can't take nothing hormonal. So nothing when you get hormonal. full in menopause, you're going to have to. Girl. And I'm getting there. I'm not there yet. So it's like these are all things that I'll have to, you know, I have to do things completely different now, you mm -hmm, know, based mm -hmm. on his diagnosis. Yeah, so, as y'all can see, Brandy did a lot of more research than I did. I didn't <laughs> want to go down the rabbit hole so much because I, when I did start doing it, it started to scare me. Yeah. So I had to pull up from Googling, okay? No, but real talk, if you don't take your health, like, if you don't take accountability for your health, my doctors didn't tell me about my, my um, birth right, control. Right, Which is beyond me because I'm like, okay, you know I'm taking birth control. I had to read up on my birth control. I was just reading the fine print. Mm -hmm. And it said, if you have had breast cancer, you cannot take this birth control. That's crazy. Which I had been taking for almost six, 45 days after my diagnosis, mm -hmm. almost two months. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, nobody told me this. Mm -hmm. But I had to discover that myself. That's so crazy. if you don't take account, like you got to take your your health into your own hands. Yeah, I mean, as you definitely do. You do. I you agree really with do. that. But I also caution you not to go too far down the rabbit hole in terms of googling because it can it can because what I don't want people to do is Google so much that they don't go to the doctor. Yeah. Sometimes people get afraid and they don't go back. Yeah. They don't go back for the results. They don't answer the calls. Yeah. Those kind of things. And then when they finally say this, because when it starts to exhibit itself within you, yeah, it's most. At the time, it's too late. Yeah, if you're far gone, yeah. you're far gone. Um, um, what a lot of people don't know is that my brother was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. Um, six months after my diagnosis, my brother was diagnosed with kidney cancer, and um, he found out incidental. They mm -hmm. call it incident. Most kidney cancer is found incidentally, meaning there's an incident that caused you to have to go to the doctor. Or if it's gotten so bad where you're feeling that pain, then it's far along. Yeah. But my brother, unfortunately, was mauled by his dog mm -hmm. and they wanted to do an abdomen x-ray which is how he found out he had kidney cancer so so that so his dog saved his life 
it was serendipitous. Being mauled by his dog saved, saved his life. life. It did. And the interesting thing is that for whatever, because we're dog lovers, like yeah. my whole life, yeah. my whole life, we've always had dogs. And the interesting thing is that my brother and this dog just never meshed. He mm. bought the dog for Keisha, for yeah. his wife. Um, and she loved the dog. And the dog loved my sister-in-law. And it was like he was very protective of my sister-in-law. Um, but at the same time, a dog has to know he, my brother is the master. Mm -hmm. So he's supposed to honor that. This dog struggled with honoring that mm. and almost acted like my sister-in-law was his wife. Yeah. It was very bizarre. 2021, he, he like bit my brother and my brother normally in a situation like that, you, 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 you put the dog down. I know yeah. some people going to feel some type of way, but that's what the way I grew up. If a dog turns on the master, they're no, they're not, they're, they're considered no good. Right. Mm -hmm. But most of the time today, people will give them to, um, you know, find another home. You try to rehome them or something like that. But my sister-in-law just loved the dog. So my brother didn't even try to do anything like that. But that, what we have learned since then is the dog probably smelled that sickness because mm. dogs have much more sensitive noses. Yeah. And even then that's probably why him and that dog never connected because mm. that tumor was growing inside of him. Wow. So that's what we, you know, have since learned, but mm -hmm. finding my brother's diagnosis, find out my brother, I, 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 I didn't think I was going to make it mm. like before we found out where, well, and then once we found out that it was in fact, cancerous, not benign. Um, I just, I just like, not my brother. Like I can't take that. Like mm. I can't, my brother has been, like my husband oh yeah <laughs> okay he's my bro, bro hub. Hub. that's why i call bro him bro hub. hub so you know so saying all that to say and now of course he's had a you know he's changed the way he eats yeah. he's you know he walks every day like it's you know but it was just 2022 was a lot was. and to end it that way it was a lot but saying all that to say yes we have to take better care of ourselves yeah. and that at the same time we have to get the lessons oh you will keep getting them again and again gonna, and, and in different gonna, ways gonna, up the ante. gonna keep up in the ante up so the that's ante. that's the message i like to leave with people is that you know how important it is to have a tribe to you know take care of yourselves and be supportive of people be there for people yeah it can't always be about you yeah because you don't know when your turn is gonna come you know what i mean and it's coming and it's coming it's life coming. gone life everybody life we don't get out of here without going through something yeah. that's just the way it is so that's the message that I, I want people to understand like we said get your mammograms i i, I have i strongly suggest black women getting them earlier yeah. and you know so if people feel like well why are you just talking to black women because we black that's right and i'm talking to everybody right. but as a black woman I have some things I got to stand on and put a little oomph on it. Okay. And again, that statistic alone should, yes. should mean something. Like we have a 45% higher chance of dying from it. That should say, and so that, that got to speak to the hearts of, of us because we're not doing what we're supposed to. Well, we're not doing what we're supposed to do, and the healthcare system does not acknowledge us the same way they do our white counterparts. Yeah. That's yeah. a fact. That's why Charles Johnson has been on a whole campaign since he lost his wife yeah. in childbirth. Yeah. You know, so... I think we rounded that up pretty good. I know. And I'm again, I think you and I both being on the other side, we're grateful. Yes. You know, we are grateful to be here to share our stories with you. So I think that's the message. You have to prioritize you. Do what you need to do for you because if you don't, you won't be good for anybody else. So stay tuned, y'all, for episode three of Mama's on the Move. 2.0. 2.0. <laughs> <laughs>
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.